Welcome everyone to Orenthal Redux. We are re-releasing our original short series Orenthal with new editing and music. Three years ago, we started our podcast with this actual play, with no idea of where it would lead. Taking place over a hundred years before our current actual play adventures, our characters in Orenthal looked for clues and hunted for a secret foe who instigated devious plots within the city. Hey everyone, this is Tony, Dungeon Master for D&D Raw. With me as always are the following players. Hi, I'm Adam. I'm going to be playing Sildan. He is a wood elf, way of the Kensei monk. Hi, this is Bethany. I'm playing Saria, an ASMR Order of the Immortal mystic. Hi, I'm Chris. I'm going to be playing Daryl, a human evocation wizard. Hello, I'm Nick. I'm going to be playing Tor, a dwarven inquisitive rogue. I'm Rachel, and I'm playing Kalima, the half-elf domain of the grave cleric. And we would all like to welcome you to Orenthal. Orenthal Redux, Episode 13. Now is not the time to hold back. Last time, the party finished the fight against the Observer and the remainder of the undead in the waterways below the city. As they took time to recover, Vral arrived on the scene and offered sanctuary for both Sildan's little ones and the party themselves. Taking Vral up on his offer, they sent the little monks away without knowing where they were in order to potentially keep them safe. Meanwhile, Vral escorted the party to the Gold Petal Gardens district, where they could rest and prepare for the next day. Is there anything you guys would like to do, or are you resting? How much time do we have before we need to go to bed to get the full long rest? I mean, essentially, within the next hour or so? A couple hours if you want to get up by daybreak. I would like to see what I can come up with from the things we have to make disguises for myself and Seldon. Okay. I can assist. You can also make an investigation check if you'd like oh. of the room to see if there's anything here that could be of use. Yeah, I'll, I'll do I'll, that. I'll do that as well. 15. 7. 19. While this is happening really quick, what are you doing, Kalima? Mostly stick to herself and probably take up a spot somewhere kind of away from others. Do like some evening prayers and sleep. Uh, what's there? Have doing? some fun friendship time. If you ask that for real, she gives you, like, a glare. Just like, <laughs> uh, Daryl, what, what are you doing during all this? He'd probably just be getting ready for bed. So, Saria, uh, you and Tor, kind of looking around and finding some, some a few items, you realize you can use, uh, there's some extra cloth, there's a few extra clothes that you notice, like, tucked away in, under the, some of the bunks. You feel like you can make some form of disguise for you and Sildan, using all the materials that you have. Okay. And out of character, that would be a deception check? That would be deception checks for one for each of you. Excellent. Go ahead and roll the deception checks with advantage. One for each of you. Two 25s. Okay. <laughs> you kind of you put seven. something together and what are you going for in terms of disguise? So really just trying to make us both look maybe more generically human and uh, just kind of like unobtrusive because I know, you know, we're both maybe a little bit flamboyant in how we dress sometimes. So just kind of sub- subdued colors of robes and and just you know kind of plain human-like okay. faces so just looking like a, your average joe okay 
essentially still Dawn, you have more clothes on than normal because I usually wear the yeah. vest and very light <laughs> pants. Um, she's putting on sleeves and, and stuff like that. Stuff that kind of just covers the sword at your back. Yeah, put, uh, put a hood on your, so, you yeah. know, kind of hide your, your ears and, and your yep. your hair. How do people move in these things? Y- you'll, be, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. <laughs> Sorry, meanwhile, you kind of you actually dirty yourself up a little bit. Yeah. Up here a little less. And the clothes, you know, very, you, you're able to find very simple clothes. Kind of, you clean some of them up a little bit because some of them are pretty they, raggedy They haven't looking, been recently laundered. <laughs> no. But you kind of find, you're able to find this this good balance where you're like, okay, we look like an average we, human yeah, citizen. We just don't want to be noticed. It's yep. Not that it's like if people look at our faces, they won't be like, yeah, I know who you are. It's more just like, we don't want to catch attention. Right. And this is to disguise the two of them, right? Yes. Because yeah. they're the ones that have the, uh, essentially the warrant out for their if, Just in case there's like wanted okay. posters with descriptions of us, I'd rather we not perfectly match those descriptions mm-hmm. on the off right. chance, you know. Because, you know, ooh, next ooh. day. What do you th- think your, your wanted price would be? Ooh, I don't know. I'm hoping at least like, I don't know, like 10 gold or something. I know. Yeah, I mean. It's all that- very interesting, but some of us are trying to sleep. Hey, some of us need to be decompressed. It's been a hard day. It has been very stressful. So, what is our number one goal just as we go into tomorrow? What's the thing we all are willing to risk everything to accomplish? I think we need to make sure that we save the royal family. I think that's important. On the flip side, is it more important to save people, or is it more important to stop the whispered ones? I think it's more important to save people. I think it's more important to stop the whispered ones. I'm not saying there's a right or wrong answer. I just want to know where everyone is. My vote would be biased, so I, I'll refrain since obviously... No, no, no. That, this isn't a vote. This is a discussion. If I'm to speak for my own interests, if we don't take care of Relion, something terrible may happen to me per my deal with Biagosto. Well, but this isn't about me, so... I think if we don't take care of Relion... More than just you will be in trouble because I think stopping them would be more important than saving at the moment. I agree. As important as it is to protect people, which I know that's something we all care about, I think stopping Relion is the most important thing. And that's what we might have to risk our lives for. Because I think there are a lot of other people out there who would, you know, try to protect the royal family and all that. But how many other people are out there trying to stop Relion? The problem is we don't know who else is compromised, so we don't know how far it goes. Like, if we go straight for Relion, someone that has been compromised could make a move where we're distracted. If we stay together at all times, we can trust each other. Otherwise, we have to be suspicious of everyone. Yeah, we know none of us are compromised, and we've decided to trust Vral, for better or for worse. At least there's that. I don't think the Whispered Ones have control over Vral. Otherwise, he could have really pushed us in a different direction. We wouldn't know as much as we do. So I guess it seems like we're mostly on the same page that our primary goal should be stopping Relion. Yes. Any disagreement? I will follow you all, my friends. If you all feel that way, I, w- I will go along. Well, I think everyone should, you know, has the right to their own perspective and opinion, Tor. I, I would not trust myself if you felt the other way, since... That there might be a selfish interest. Oh, most most interests are selfish. <laughs> Preservation is one of the most. What do you think, Daryl? I think so, but I mean, if innocents are in danger, I'm going to try and protect them. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. But if it's at the cost of Relion escaping, 
you know, that's something we have to think about. Because if he escapes, more innocents will be in danger than just the immediate time frame. Yeah, that's a hard call. Raelion has nearly taken down an entire kingdom and could do it again elsewhere. We'll make that decision when it comes up. Yeah, I just thought we should all know where, where each of us stands. I think it's the only fair thing to do so that we can really trust each other and not be surprised by choices we'll make. Because it's going to be a hard day tomorrow after a hard day today. <laughs> Is there anything we could do? It sounds like the Whispered Ones are operating under this plan that events are going to unfold in a certain way. Is there anything we could do that would be really disruptive? Like burn the podium down before the thing starts? Something that would cause events to unfold in a totally different order and timing, even if it was perhaps a little outside of the law? It is possible. It seems like maybe just throwing them off can only help us. We've made some changes, you know, we, we've taken care of people that were on their side, but as far as we know, we haven't really changed the core plan. Does anyone else have any other ideas for what we could do? I'm not against that one. And I know Daryl is talented with fire. I'm not necessarily for it. Keep in mind that if it looks like we're breaking laws, you're going to have all of the royal guards coming That's down That's only on if you. we get caught. Some of us are already wanted, so... Operating outside of the law might be literally what we have to offer because the law is all... Everybody's potentially compromised right now. We're the unknown quantity that could change everything. I do feel like that is a good option, though. It is a good option, but my question is, what are the chances we'll hurt other people in the process as well as what are our chances we'll get caught? And is the payoff going to be worth it? Will it buy us enough time? If we get caught, as long as we have saved people, that... It's not the concern for me. If we get caught and we get thrown in jail, we can no longer continue down our avenue of investigation. Here's a question. Would we uh, be able to use Kalima's contacts in order to get close to the ambassadors and maybe examine their ears to see if we could determine who has been compromised? Potentially. I don't see why not, but I don't know what that would tell us. Also... They would probably know as soon as we start looking at their ears, if they are compromised, that could tip them off. That's true. But maybe we could do that and it would sort of jumpstart things if we could do it before they get to really follow through on what they're trying to do. Because we still don't know what the plan is. We know they have one, but we don't know what it is. And Saria, based on that vision you described to us, if Thamior is dead and someone has disguised themselves to take his place... That could have happened to other people, and then the ear scarring may not be in place. That's true. That doesn't tell us everything we need to know, based on what we saw of what happened to Melika. Sorry, Kalima. It's fine. As you guys are all talking, Saria, you hear a familiar voice in your head. I have a plan in place. I can protect Antinua and Ild. They are safe. Anything else you need of me? Sorry, I would take a pause. And, uh, I have 25 words, huh? Chess, can we meet at daybreak? We have a lot of information and we want to help, but we're not sure what to do next. I will cast a sending spell shortly after daybreak then to find where you are. Okay, so Kalima Thoven says he has a plan in place to protect Ild and Antinua. He will be at the palace so we can meet him when we go to the Regent Seat District tomorrow morning at daybreak. Okay, perhaps he can help us sabotage the events tomorrow if that is what we all decide to do. I don't know that it's the best plan, but it's something. 
And it seems to be the only one that we have at the moment. Perhaps other details will come up as we infiltrate the palace that will tell us more. You're all very hopeful. We don't have uh, many other choices besides hope. Also confidence in our skills. Yeah, and maybe a disregard for our personal safety is also up there. Very valuable asset. Sildan, how do you think you'd do in prison? I I think I'd be okay. I kind of grew up in prison, so, you know. I would like to see the other inmates try anything. Oh, I guess there would be other people, so it'd be better than how I grew up. Exactly. (laughs) That's where this conversation's going. That's what we're worried about, going to prison. Okay. Going to bed now. (laughs) Yeah, alright. I think we've done everything we can tonight. And then we go to sleep. All right. And then so we go to sleep. you all get a long rest. Yay! Yes! Okay. Kalima, as you drift off, you begin to see a vision. You see a cage in front of you. You see within the cage over a dozen people kind of crammed and packed together. And they're all seem to be reaching out, trying to get out. It takes you a moment, but you recognize the people as the bodies. You see Noah. You see the people in the church. The people that were underground. They're all seem to be trying to get out of this cage, but none of them can. And you hear a voice that is strange. You've never heard it before, and yet familiar in the same way. Call out to you. Their souls have not reached me for judgment. Their souls are trapped. My instrument, my cleric, free them. Let them pass on. And then the vision fades. So we wake up, I'm sure feeling wonderful. Feeling rested. Everyone from my early life is dead, basically. So that's cool. But you have us now. That's true. Thanks, Hildon. Always positive. And I'm glad all your little ones are okay. Thank you. And I, again, thank you for saving them. Uh, but can I do some kind of check to see if I would know what that might be referring to? Or, you know, like if I know there's like a spell or an item or a person. Roll an in check for me. Since, you know, Torrid, I did it last night, I'm going to start implementing the disguise process. I assume I have like makeup or something too, so I'll just sort of. I mean, essentially most of it's already ready. Yeah, you just yeah. kind of touch it up. I'll do touch-ups on, on myself and, and Seldon just to make sure we both look kind of. Regular people. Maybe a little older, too. Okay. Well, we're both pretty young. Yeah, I mean, that's easy enough for you you to do with everything in place. Kalima? Five. I'm going to say you know that there are powerful things that exist that could trap a soul. You just don't know what. I will say it's not long before there's a quick light tap on the door. Before it creaks open a little and you see Vral kind of slip in. Morning. So, good morning. Are you all ready to go? Ready as we'll ever be, I guess. Yeah, I think so. How do we look? That's impressive. I wouldn't be able to recognize you at a glance. That's what we're going for. Sildon, could you not speak with the accent? Or, like, could you do a different accent? Your accent might draw attention. This is true. Since you haven't trained yourself to not have an accent the same way that, like, Vral has... You could do it with some difficulty. Maybe, Sildon, just if we are in conversations where it, we might be suspected, maybe just try to downplay the accent. Agreed. I just will try not to speak. At least we don't look like ourselves. Yeah! Shall we get going? Vral kind of inches the, the door open. 
Yeah, I am going to switch to my diminution focus. So I would like to move unobtrusively. No problem. As Vral exits out, you see he kind of pulls his hood up a little bit and there's not a lot of people out right now. The sun is just coming up over the horizon. As you begin to proceed outward, you do notice as you start to head towards the Regency that the Temple to Lathander actually has a lot of people near it inside and a little bit outside. You see several guards around there, too. For all what's going on at the temple? That is where we put the bodies, no? It's the temple to the Morning Lord. So that's nothing out of the ordinary? No, I mean, Lady Kara goes and prays there every morning when she's in town, but otherwise... Oh, so people are going to see the queen. I'm sure that's part of it. So she's there right now? Yeah, she would be. She'd rise before dawn and head over and pray. She's very devout. She's a devout follower of Lathander? Yes. Ziasari would turn to the rest of the party. Is there any chance something's happening right now? There's always a chance. Especially if we think that the main priest is compromised. Would Lady Kara be meeting with the priest one-on-one? No, there'd be no reason for her to. I mean, she'd be in the front row, essentially, but otherwise... So there would be lots of people there. At all times. Yes. So she should, she should be safe. Well, where did you go last night after you left? I went to go see Lily to try and get some words to Antinua, like you requested. Do you by any chance know what happened to Noah's body? Because it was in there. As far as I'm aware, it would still be there. And now Kalima's gonna kind of pull you all in and go, I had a dream that Kalimvor spoke to me and that all of the persons that we saw and were dead in the the temple including Noah and she'll you know look to Daryl their souls have not left this plane I'm gonna say Kalima just because uh, I I forgot you would have also seen Fulmer I will also mention that and he said that the, the image was of them trapped in a cage of sorts trying to leave and he told me that I need to set them free somehow. Well, Fulmer was converted a while ago, so it may not have anything to do with the bodies themselves, but maybe this is some aspect of the intellect of ours or who they follow. So maybe it's the work of Relian? Keeping their souls here on this plane for some purpose? Potentially. DM, would I be able to make any kind of check to figure out what it could be? Yeah, that would be Arcana. Uh, 23? 23. Nat 20, total of 26. All of you know that there is a particular spell. It's called Soul Trap. That's one way that a soul could essentially be kept from passing on to the afterlife. You also do know that there are powerful magic items that tend to require souls in order to keep its powers known as phylacteries and they are tend to be used by undead very powerful undead and we believe that relion could be undead from what saria has told you decaying skin terrible smell it seems like he might be undead so relion has trapped these souls here to power his phylactery it would seem it certainly seems possible what are these things usually used for nothing good you know phylacteries themselves tend to be what keep these undead entities known as usually known as liches alive and maintain their 
form, whereas if they don't continue to feed it, they would uh, begin to decay. The impression, though, that you get is this can't be exactly the same thing. As you know, phylacteries destroy the soul after a time. So this is some special kind of soul-trapping phylactery? Like the spell soul trap holds the soul. A phylactery normally would destroy it after a period of time. So this must be something a little different. But it sounds like perhaps the phylactery is somehow trapping these souls and we need to find it and destroy it. Now the question is though, would that also destroy Relion or would that just free the souls is what we have to figure out because we need to focus on Relion. With your checks also, I can tell you, destroying the phylactery will not destroy whoever its owner is right away. You would still have to destroy the body of the entity, but if both are gone, then the entity can never return. Whereas if the phylactery or whatever this is, is not destroyed, but the body is, they can come back. So we will need to destroy the phylactery and then just kill Relion. The order doesn't matter. We have to destroy both. Is there a risk that destroying the phylactery would destroy the souls trapped? No, it would release them so they could go on to the afterlife. From what you've read, destroying the item frees whatever within it. So that they could go to wherever they were intended to go. Do any of you know how we would go about, one, finding this thing, and two, destroying it? You would know it would emit very powerful magical auras. Man, if only one of us had an ability <laughs> where they could detect Magic. these types of magical auras. Yes. So the question is, where would that phylactery live? I'm going to guess they'll probably be somewhere with Relian. You think it's in something he, he has on him? Could be under the wizard tower. I think he'd oh. put it somewhere away from him. Yeah, that would be safe. I think he would keep it near enough, but not, not on, on him, him, I would agree. I bet... This is something we could ask Thoven for help with. All right, we need to get moving. Yeah, yeah, I guess we'll we'll assume the, the Lady Kara is safe for now, and we'll keep moving forward. I would like you all to roll stealth checks, as you're just trying to keep a little out of the way. 25. 22. 6. 17. 9. For the most <laughs> part, you guys are moving unobtrusively. Uh, every so often, Daryl, you kind of bump into someone. Kalima, the same thing, you trying to decipher this this dream, still trying to fully understand it, and you kind of bump into people every so she often. She just walks through them, really. Yeah, I'll be honest, yeah. As you begin to make your way towards the Regent's seat, uh, you see a pair of guards that are patrolling, and there's a moment of tension as they get closer and closer, and then they simply pass, seemingly take no interest in you at all. You continue on and make your way out of the Petal Gardens, and Vral begins to circle to the south. He comes up to another section of this wall that looks exactly like all the rest and kind of pauses for a moment and begins to look around a little bit. You see him kind of like lean against the wall as if he's relaxing, looking around. Sildan, Kalima, Tor, you notice his hands seem to be moving in a particular pattern against the wall and you kind of just barely see like almost like a, a lock that is kind of picking. And after a moment, he stops and kind of just leans back against the door and says, go, 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 go. Uh, we go, 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 go. Okay. <laughs> yes. You all quickly rush in, and just as uh, the last of you go through, he uh, quickly shuts 
the false wall behind him and just locks it into place. All right, we're in. And uh, as you look ahead, you see before you the massive seven towers uh, that make up the Adamantine Palace. It's huge walls uh, covered in a light gray stone interlocked with metals uh, definitely made of Adamantine and Mithril. Just a little ways off from it, a little more to your north rather than northwest, you see a large stone tower made of the same uh, light gray stone rising up before you. Vral kind of turns to you. So, what's the plan? We are to meet Tolvin at the palace. You want to get in the palace with all the guards? We need to talk to Tolvin. Well, did he say exactly where he would be meeting us? He said he would send us a sending stone asking where we were. Uh, yeah, sending spell. So, I guess we'll meet up with him. I was hoping to talk to Captain Marsk. Most likely she'd be by the front gate. That's where the podium is. So essentially, they're opening up the gate and the podium is just outside. If there were an imposter of Thamior, where would we go for him? Now, Thamior would either be with the king right now or in his tower. So our number one priority right now is finding Relion and that phylactery. Well, how about this? What if um, we go over to where the area where the podium will be and I can cast Detect Magic as a ritual and we kind of just give the area a once-over to see if there's any magical items embedded in that area. It's not the worst idea. Guys, I can see if I can sense Relion. That would give us a, an idea, at least. So I will close my eyes. You hear me saying some little prayers real quick for a minute, and then... So as you focus, you instantly get a ping. One powerful undead presence directly north of you towards the wizard's tower and up of course in the wizard's tower so before it's it's weird because it doesn't have type but essentially you like i said it was just undead because that's kind of what it is but it's essentially abomination undead (gasps) even better our favorite type Mm. of undead the worst kind all right so we need to i guess while we are hoping thoven will contact us. In the meantime, we should go to the wizard's tower. Are we prepared? For all, do you know the layout of the tower? Not off the top of my head, but seen a few sketches of what it's supposed to look like on the inside. Well, we have two possible ways of entering. We can go through the secret route, which might take a little longer, or I am here to protect the ambassador. I may have some sway and some potential authority to get us through easier. We will let you intimidate them. As you guys are talking, by the way, particularly Tor and Kalima, you are noticed a few guards. Haven't seemed to notice you guys yet, but are patrolling around. I'm wondering if maybe we should take the sewer entrance just to avoid any unnecessary contact with guards. It does mean we'll have no backup, but no one will know where we are, though. Nobody knows where we are currently. I just meant a Klima could try to get help. We could go ahead and go up the tower first through the sewers, and should we come across anybody who questions us, then play that card. After a moment, Saria, you hear Thoven's voice in your head again. I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to uh, get to you soon. How easy would it be for you to find a spot to meet? So uh, I'll tell the group that it's Thoven. He wants to know where we could meet. 
Tell them where we're heading. Okay. Do we just want to walk into the wizard's tower and what will be will be? I think that's the best, but... I think we should take a more stealthy route. Because there could be traps or there could be intellect devourers posted as guards. Let's say hypothetically we went below to go up. What stands between us and the passage to down below? Is there like a sewer entrance? There's one just outside of where you guys came came in, in. fairly nearby. Tony, are there any entrances to the tower that we can see that are higher up? You do see a balcony up above that could have a doorway, like you would assume would have a doorway attached to it. Can I estimate how high up it would be? So the total tower is about 60 feet up. The balcony seems to be facing towards roughly the uh, Daybreeze district where the Wizarding Academy is and all that, that is about 30 feet up. Oh, 30 feet. That's nothing. All right. I will say, uh, if you kind of, as you're looking around, you do notice that there seems to be something at the very top that looks like kind of a balcony as well, as if you can stand on top of the tower and look out. So I can fly briefly. Can you carry people when you fly? Yeah, I can only fly for a minute, but... I could try to get everyone up there. I think that would be unexpected, but it would mean there would be potentially if things go sideways, a point at which we are split up. If what? If you would go sideways when you're trying to carry us up? Yes. <laughs> Vral kind of goes, you know, if you really need, I can climb. But how would that get us up? Does anyone have rope? We do have rope. Would this be highly noticeable to the patrols? Oh, Absolutely. Can we study the patrolling guards' movements and see if there's a period of time where they are not looking in that direction for a minute or so? I would require new stealth checks, as you would then have to kind of, like, tuck away and hide and make sure you're not spotted by them. And then perception checks from everybody, uh, if you want to do that. I'm going to tell Thoven to meet us at the Wizard's Tower. Are you going to say why? Yeah, yeah, because we think that there's an evil lich whose phylactery is there. It takes almost an instant for a response of, I will get there as soon as I am able. Okay. So I think <laughs> flying up's a little risky, but I think that might be better because we would be coming in at an unexpected level. And I think we could do it pretty quickly. Okay. Let's try it. Can I tie a rope at the top just in case? <laughs> sure. And Vral will climb up. So does anyone have objections to this plan? I do not. Works for me. It seems like the fastest way. I'm assuming you're going to try and do this uh, and time your movements. Yes, so we're going to try to avoid the guards. So, one more stealth check from everyone. 23. 22. 8. 16. 7. Next, I need perception checks. Okay, this is for the guards' movements, right? This is studying the guards' movements and trying to figure out what timing would be best. Natural 20, so 26. 25. 18. 20 total. 24. So studying everything, you're looking around, you're fairly confident. None of the guards have rushed up to you. So you're fairly confident you can figure out the timing of this. You wait a few minutes, and just as one patrol seems to be going around the wizard's tower and off, you know that they continue onwards as another patrol up it by the wall turns to focus in another area. Okay. And you realize so- this might be your chance to go. You see, Vral has shifted into his hybrid were-tiger form, his claws fully extended, and he's like, I'm climbing, I take it. Yeah. Kalima, do you want me to take you first? Sure. Okay, so Kalima, I'll take you up first so you can tie the the rope 
for Sildon to climb up, and then I'll come back and I will get Tor, and then I will get Daryl. Alright. Does that sound good? Mm-hmm. Alright, so Kalima, let's go! I would like stealth checks with advantage from Saria and Kalima. Naturally. This is like, oh my gosh. Okay, Kalima. <laughs> uh, 14. You guys rush forward. You think you've got the pattern down. You see a couple of guards begin to turn away and you go ahead. Sorry, you're releasing your wings at the base. So you grab onto Kalima. I need a strength check from you. Oh, uh, guidance. I wanted to cast guidance on her before oh. she started flying. Thank, cool. thank you. you. As soon as her wings release, you put a hand on her and release your guidance spell. So that's a 16 on the die plus a four. <laughs> nice. No issue. You grab onto Kalima, fly up, dashing as you go to get up to the balcony. Okay. I'm climbing the rope as soon as it's yep. lowered I'm, down. Yeah, Basically it'll take her an action. I, I believe I was next. Yeah, right, so, so I will fly back down for Tor. As soon as you fly up and hit the balcony. Tor, you rush forward. I need a stealth roll with advantage from you, Tor. It's actually a nine. The guards don't seem to have spotted me, right? They do not seem to have spotted you. Okay, I'm gonna fly down. I'm gonna pick up Tor. I don't have any guidance this time, so it's just a roll, right? Yep. How heavy is Tor? I have written down a weight of 145. Oh. I assume that's plus the armor. So what's uh, what's the strength? 15. Okay. A little more difficult this time. Yeah. Uh, but you... Focus and and push and push, and you're able to get Tor up to the balcony. There is a moment, though, that as you kind of look around, Tor, you notice a particular one of the guards as in their patrol kind of pauses. I need everyone on the balcony to currently make stealth checks. Uh, so, <laughs> 18, 12, 23. Yay. Okay, and is actually up at the balcony now. Oh, yeah, he's whatever. Um, he's whatever. <laughs> he's got a crazy high stealth. You quickly duck and kind of use the balcony as a, a little bit of cover. Wait a f- moment or two. Sorry, you know that at this point you'll be pushing the limits of your fly. But as okay. you kind of peek over, it need- looks like the guards turned around and All kept right. going. All right, coming for you, Daryl. So, uh, Sildan, first I need a stealth check with advantage. Daryl, same thing as sorry as picking you up. A 23. And then I need an athletics check from you, Sildan. That would be a 19. Yeah, no problem. You're... you're Pulling up the rope. Um, sorry, I was able to get to the top before you are with oh, well, uh, Daryl. I, I need your stealth check, though. And I probably need a strength check for Daryl, right? Yes, and I need one strength check for Daryl. <gasps> to natural 20. Oh, yes, <laughs> I, like, I should have guidance on you. I'm not that fat. I, I rolled a 17 for my stealth check. You guys move up and I'm able to get up onto the balcony. As far as you can tell, it looks like no guards have seen you. Yay! Yay! Everyone's made it. Plan success. So you see before you, as you're up on this balcony, you see a solid wooden door. Can we jiggle the knob? See if it's unlocked? Yeah. It is locked. I do have these tools now. What? Tony, I'd like to look and listen for anything on the other side of the door while Tor's trying to open it. Perception check. 22. If somebody is on the other side of that door that is not friendly, like if it's not for some reason Thoven, (laughs) I'm going to knock them out with my fists. Tor, what was your roll? 20. You realize this was actually fairly difficult. It mm. took a lot of your focus and concentration, but Asari is listening in with your 22. Uh, you think you hear some sounds. It's it's echoey a little bit. So whatever's like immediately inside sounds like it's either large or a uh, little hollow. It sounds like movement. Okay. It sounds like, but it sounds thing, like, like a creature is moving. Just moving about, but it sounds like it's the echo of it more than 
like okay. them being right outside the door. Okay, I hear what sounds like the echo of a creature somewhere in a chamber in, in the tower, but not right on the other side of this door. Okay, well, I'm ready to take something out if it's on the other side of the door. So, Tor, you finally get that, that feel just right, and you hear the of it unlocking. Would it require a sleight of hand to open the door quietly? Yes. And slowly? I can do it. All right. Be my guess. All right, I'm going to do my pneumatic mind, and I'm going to become better at sleight of hand. 24. For a moment, you're not sure that she's actually even pushing on the door until you see it start to swing open. As you look inside, you see a small uh, ledge and immediately to the right and left stairs. To your right, it seems to be stairs descending downward in a spiral, and to your left, it's stairs ascending upwards. Uh, a little ways in, it seems like it's just a straight drop. Oh, so we're not facing a wall. We're facing like we're on a, it's like a platform with stairs You're on your side. Yeah, it seems like the stairs come up to this platform that leads to the door to the balcony. Okay, so let's open the door. <laughs> All right, door's fully open. You guys step onto the platform. Looking down, you can look straight down to the bottom floor. Looking up as you kind of peer upwards, you can tell that the spiral staircase comes to an end about 20 feet above you. And you see a soft glow actually coming from up above, but other than that, you Okay, don't. so the stairs go up on one side of us and down on the other? It's it's a big spiral. Okay, gotcha. So... Kalima's just gonna look and go up. I should probably go first? I will go behind. Alright, we're gonna start skulking up the stairs. Are you being stealthy? All you do you. Oh, oh yes. yes, we're being so stealthy. Yeah. We are switching back. to be stealthy. Switching back to diminution. I'm gonna become tiny, Zarya. It's a total of 20. 23. 18. 9. Natural 20, so 24. You begin to proceed upwards, and as you do, you come up towards the very top of the spiral staircase. The glow you see ahead, a slight pinkish-purplish glow coming from the room above. As you come all the way up, you find yourself in a large, fairly empty room. You see above you, uh, Saria, you have seen this before uh -oh. in the memory of a Tron, but uh, eight glowing orbs kind of floating up above. Two of them, though, aren't glowing. And you recall from a Tron's memories that they were initially. As you kind of step upwards, who was first? Me. And can I whisper to the group that? I know. Yeah, you can whisper real quick. Yeah, but those are the orbs from a Tron's memory. So you're first up the stairway, and as you come up, you're looking off to your left and right, and you see wall that sends off to either side, and on either side, you can see another stairway going up into a, another room, slightly higher up. Off to your right, however, you see a small gnome figure against the far wall, about 30 feet from you, slumped over, and it takes a moment, but you recognize Gerbo. Oh, shoot. I kind of could do the whole gesture. I'm not going to run over and help him yet. <laughs> can we go around each other? I don't know how narrow the staircase is. You can go just barely side by side. Uh, I'm going to gesture two by for two. Kalima to come forward, because I think maybe Casey's not mm -hmm. okay. But we should all kind of move up cautiously. And you see Gerbo kind of lying down. You actually see he has a dagger that seems to have clattered and a, a light crossbow that seems to have clattered beside him. I'm assuming... The rest of you are still on the staircase, kind of coming up. Yeah, well, because I had yes. to come up to have seen him, and then I was like, Kalima! 
So you, you could have seen him initially just as you enter the room. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't have gone in any further after I saw him until I got Kalima, and then I kind of motioned that we should all come up together. Yeah, and I think Kalima's right behind me. Yep, I would have moved up behind Sari to start shuffling in. Because either he's an undead or he's injured. Either way, we need Kalima. I'm definitely perceiving for danger. Yes, okay. I think we would all like to perceive I- for danger, because this is very sketchy. Yeah. You guys can make a quick perception check. 16 total. 10? 9 total. 12 total. I got 21. As you kind of proceed forward, sorry, you hear this a second too late. Oh, shucks. As you hear the unsheath of a sword and appearing right beside Vral, Captain Marsk carves into him and he drops to the ground. As she stops, she just simply takes a step back. Why? As she's staring right at you, Saria, you see she's shaking. She looks utterly enraged almost. She grabs the plate mail that you see on her and it seems to come off her and she tosses it to the side and you see underneath she's wearing very thin garb. Reminds you somewhat of the monk clothing that Sildan wears. You see tears start to actually form in her eyes as she stares at you, Saria. Why did you do it? As this is happening, Saria and Kalima, you see a figure at the very top of the stairs in the northern half of the room, just off to your right. You see a tall figure, hooded and cloaked, four long tentacles extending from beneath the mouth, gray skin and cracked in its appearance. And beneath its hood, you see pinpoints of light where its eyes should be as it just comes up to the very top of the stairs simply looks out at all of you. Mars still stares at you. She was the only one that we had and you killed her! You actually see like Mars' body is starting to glow slightly. Oh shucks. <laughs> I can at first just talk about Fulmer who was something. She was the one that raised us. You just killed her. The glow is intensifying. And I'll say, well, then apparently you're next. I didn't want to do this. I thought maybe, maybe he was wrong. But clearly you don't care. She kind of starts to angle her blade towards you. You could always make your own choice. What choice is it? You killed the closest thing we had to a mother. She wasn't a mother. She was a jailer. No, she took care of me. And I know she would have done the same for you. She didn't care for you. She used you. She tried to turn you into something that you weren't ever meant to be. She trained me. She wanted me to be the best I could be. You. And she starts to look at the rest of you. It's still done. You helped her. She was not a good person. You barely knew her. She was evil. You don't have to be. Raleigh told me differently. She wasn't even herself. She was an intellect devourer. And I heard her words for myself. She intended to cast Saria aside to dispose of her as as with the others. Saria, Daryl, and Tor, I would like a persuasion check from all of you. I got a natural one, so that's a total of five. I got a total of 15. I got a natural 20, so my total is 21. What <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice. She kind of seems to focus on one at a time, and she hesitates 
a little, looking at you, Tor, then a voice, one that Daryl and Saria are familiar with, cold and dark, reaches into all of your minds. Kill them, Marsk. They killed the only ones who raised you. The only ones who cared for you. You see some hesitation, and I would like perception checks from everyone. 13. 19. I have a plus 22. 22. 24. Sorry, Saria, but uh, everyone else, you notice as that voice kind of finishes speaking, a soft glow appears on what seems to be an amulet that Captain Marsk is wearing that you've never noticed before. The glow of her body, though, is not intensifying anymore. It's kind of holding its its position, but... Do I recognize this glowing, Tony? It's not exactly the same as yours, but okay. it does seem similar. Okay. While yours, you seem to have a degree of control over, this seems like she doesn't have as much control over this power. She's radiant raging. There Does anyone a- else see that amulet that's around her neck? Yes. So as soon as you say that, she kind of takes a step away from you. Can I move towards Vral? Yeah. I'm going to just use my healing hands on him. You actually see, now that you're a little bit closer, uh, blood has kind of formed under his nose and around his ears. It seems the sword does more than just slashing. I'll tell him, now's not the time to hold back and be cagey. Can I start sidling around Daryl, sort of towards Relion, keeping against the wall, just kind of like nonchalantly like, no, I'm not doing nothing. Don't worry about it. I'd like to put my hands up in the air and slowly just take a step toward Captain Marsk as I, as I speak to her again. I've worked with you for some time now, worked for you in a non-employment situation. I'm, I might even consider you a friend. I, I need you to trust me. What friend would help her? Someone trying to protect innocents. Innocent civilians who've done nothing, but whose souls are now trapped by Relion. She's going to take a step away from you as you get closer. I wanted to start making my way, if I could, towards Gerbo still. Okay. Relion, by the way, is simply just watching. Oh, that's worse. I was like, I hope Relion's about to do something. Nothing? Great. That's creepy. (laughs) I would like to kind of keep an eye on Relion and see if it looks like he's going to try and cast anything. You see his hands are, some just seem to be in the folds of his robe. Yeah. So I would turn to Marsk and say, I think you're supposed to be better than me. I am. I am better than you. And the light starts to intensify a little bit. Captain Marsk, you are a good person. I have known you quite a long time. Think with your head here. Make a persuasion check. 20. Of course I would think with my head still done. I know that she killed Fulmer. I killed the intellect devourer who had taken control of Fulmer. Fulmer had been dead for a long time before that. I would like, Saria, you to make one more persuasion check with advantage. 20. I'm also still tiny, by the way. <laughs> this is a weird conversation. We killed the intellect devourer. <laughs> you see her sword's kind of been pointing from each of you, and it wavers a little. The light kind of stops intensifying. It seems like she's right on the brink of whatever this this thing is. In- intellect devourer? They're creatures. What, what is that? They can they take out a person's brain and replace it and control all of the movements of their body. They're 
disgusting abominations that take away your free will and yourself. We do have an intellect devourer that we defeated if you need physical proof. Relion is using them to control people. They aren't themselves. They killed Noah Lightglide as well. They've killed innocents. Can I hold out my hand to her? Yeah. You see she turns the blade immediately towards you. You you could kill me if you wanted to. We both know that you're stronger than me. But we need to work together to take down Relion, who's hurting people and destroying lives and souls. And you can hate me later for the choices I've made, but you have to make a choice for yourself. Don't be controlled. Search your feelings. You know what to be true. Uh, so you're currently at Gerbo. Yes. You've had some time. What are you doing? You could do a medicine check. Guys, I got a 19 on the die. Plus 7 what? for a 26. So, looking him over, he's not dead, but he's not in good shape. Yeah, with Spare the Dying, it would stabilize him at zero hit points, basically. He just wouldn't be dying. And it's a cantrip for me. So, I'm going to go ahead and do that while I then, like, as I'm down, like, doing Spare the Dying on him kind of like looking around to like assess the rest of the room to see where everybody's at and what's about to go down. So yeah. perception check from you. Um, Sildan, are you doing anything else? I think I'm going to move one more step closer to Relion. And I wanted to say one more thing to, to Marsk. Okay, I'm going to let you do that in just one second. Yeah. Uh, Daryl, are you doing anything else? No, I'm just keeping an eye on Relion in case he tries anything. Tor, are you doing anything? Just kind of given also a glance to Relion, maybe not looking as closely at Captain Mars now, trying to do an insightful fighting. Just just simply sizing him up the way Relion's sizing us up. Go ahead. 25? It's a little difficult, but you you think you can get a couple of weak spots on him. So for the next minute, you do have advantage. So sorry, you wanted to say one more thing. You know that Relion is evil and needs to be destroyed. If you'll help me... And you still think that I made the wrong choice with Fulmar. You can kill me after this. She has the blade towards you still. Her hand begins to shake. The light starts to dim. I don't... And then suddenly you hear sound coming from behind Relayon. And he turns back for a moment and looks ahead. And all of you hear, It doesn't matter anymore. As his eyes begin to glow. Oh, snap. Marsk. Do my bidding. And the amulet on her chest flashes. Her eyes kind of glaze and her entire body glows in a brilliant light. And that is where we're going to end the episode for today. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Twitter at Rules As Written. You can also email questions to our DM, Tony, at dm at dndraw.com. Please subscribe. Leave us a view on iTunes. You can also subscribe and leave comments on Podbean, Google Play, and Stitcher. Thanks. Have a good one.